Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami, Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Episode 55, season 8 of the Fighting Cup podcast. There, I'm joined by Ricky. Hello. I've got Big John Bass. All right. Been. How are you? Ooh, la, la. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, mate. That's what you need, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Delicious. So, before we start, disclaimer this pod is going to make you feel better somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You agreed? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Have you got it in you? Uh, I have, I have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, had a, I had a little, uh, a wee incident as I was uh, c- coming here. What's that? So basically, every time, like before, like drinking beer, I thought I better get myself a sanger. Yeah. So I went to the shops, got myself a sanger, found the the most least calorific uh, sanger that they did, and it was a ham sandwich. And I thought, smash that down. How many calories are you talking there? Two, two, four, two, or something like that. That's nothing, is it? Exactly. So I was that. Uh, uh, Getting down to the tube, stay uh, to, to down to the uh, platform level of the tube. Um, opened the sandwich, started eating it, and uh, as I kind of looked at the the package, it said um, just ham, like no no mayo or like butter. So, so, right? so it's, well, it's just ham and bread. That's dry. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And as I started chewing it mm. and trying to swallow it, it just like lodged in my throat. <laughs> and I was on a packed tube, and I was thinking, don't panic. Just yeah. like, like what, like what, what can you do? Just breathe through your nose, and then it just came to me. Just, <laughs> just be a snake. What's that? Just be a snake and use the muscles in my throat <laughs> to slowly pull it down. Yeah, and then you can start breathing. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then like I, I managed to do it, and I was like, thank God I didn't choke and die. Yeah. And then in that point, my first thought was my kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? and, and my kids. And it wasn't the fact that the, da- the dad's going to die or could die. Yeah. The fact that they may have to... I, I hope they had the nails and, uh, about them, that if I did die, that yeah. they wouldn't tell their mates at school. Uh, I heard your dad died. Yeah, he choked on a ham, ham sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, it's, no, that's no, weak. No, it's, no, it's weak. I like... Shark attack. Yeah. Like, at least, like, you know, if, if it was a shark attack, I'd be in... A warmer climate, so to give the uh, impression that I had money and I was in Australia yeah. or something, <laughs> rather than saving loads of money on a dry hand sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. My, my favorite thing about that story is you were on a tube in London yeah. and you've said to yourself, "Actually, be a snake." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen that? You know that uh, there's that weird video of that gears going. I'm a snake. Yeah. I'm a snake. That was going through my head. Just, just be the snake. Amazing. And then after that, right. uh, where where I had this. Uh, grey grey hole in my heart from Tottenham mm. that will evaporated as soon as I got out because I knew relativity yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. what matters yeah. yeah do you know what that story's reminded me of uh, my one of my biggest fears like we've discussed how terrified and cowardly I am as a man one of my biggest fears is you know when you have like flu and you can't breathe for your nose like genuinely you can't breathe for your nose mm. I always think like you know in action movies when they like capture that like the goodies and they tie them up and they like gag their mouth oh yeah if that happened when you had like flu you'd just die <laughs> yeah like they'd would, come yeah. back in and you'd just be like literally suffocating well I mean the point, gone. yeah I guess the point in when that happens is just to stop you from talking yeah but like so, they don't know that you can't breathe for your nose well, you'd, so you'd, you'd let them know wouldn't you how can you? They just like come in the room. Like, oh, I've got a cold. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? Oh, no, Rob, oh, Rob, don't put the hanky in his mouth because he's got, he's got a cold. He's already yeah. said so. Like, yeah, be yeah. sensible about that. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah get know. the uh, get the nasal cleaner out. I think. Um, <laughs> before we get into it, uh, we, we've got two hundred and thirty-three patrons. Lovely. That is incredible. God well bless done. you all. 
Um, there's a WhatsApp group that's popping. Well, I say popping. I mean, there's all kinds of horrendous stuff in there. It's, it's like a WhatsApp group. You imagine like the WhatsApp groups with your mates you got. You know what goes on in there. This has 209 people in it. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. It's lovely. Mm. And God bless them all. I love um, it. Yeah. Uh, I do love it. One part of being a patron to the Fighting Cock is that you uh, we, we produce additional podcasts and not all of them about Tottenham. And one of them is called The No Holds Barred, which might eventually become the 30%. I'm not sure. But, wow. Uh, and they, they can ask you anything. And some of the questions we've got for the patron-only podcast are fucking insane. We're going to record it after this. If you want to become a patron and support the Fighting Cock, you can. $7 a month. And it is uh, Patreon, P A T. R-E-O-N yes. dot com forward slash the fighting cock and you can come patron and support what we do there's loads of other stuff as well that's seven dollars and five English pounds or something yeah, it's like pint that of, yeah. pint of beer yeah, pint uh, of beer. yeah. Uh, there's other stuff making an enamel pin badge it, loads of stuff right good honest wholesome content well not wholesome honest, honest yeah. definitely honest yeah. and we've got a question from Guatem on Twitter he says uh, should we change our motto from to dare is to do to dream, go on, I fucking dare you. <laughs> I, would love I, I would love that if that was a club's motto. Yeah, go, yeah. Like, dream, go on, see what we fucking do. I dare you. I dare you to dream. I dare you to dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, solid, mate. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all that, in. I'm all yeah. in for it. I mean, what I loved about that comment um, or question was the stoicism that we can show at times as first mm. fans when things are not great and they're not great at the moment I mean it's it feels pretty glum we've had a fair bit of practice as well so yeah. it's, it's alright yeah. yeah is it alright though it no. feels bad doesn't it yeah. it's, it feels like a bad one it does a bit but then mm. I, I feel like we, we kind of either have like collective amnesia about like certain horrendous elements of our like timeline as a club mm. like lasagna gate that was worse loads worse than right now Yes. Right. So, yeah. just you know, and we could sit here and we could list loads of different horrendous periods in very recent history. Mm. Like, we've still got it all to play for. Like, it's we're, we're making it sound like it's done. Like, yeah. we've still got so much to play for. Like, we need to just you know have some perspective, man. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, play Southampton. Lost two one. Horrendous way to lose because of fucking fucking Danny Rose. You. Yeah. You, you let us back in. Yeah. You pulled us back in. And he didn't meet. I, I, he like, the, the dummy was mental. <sighs> but I was almost, I'm 90% sure that it wasn't just a gamble. And he looked to break away. He wanted to take control of the game. Mm. Not knowing that the geezer was going to fucking shin it off the ground into in off the bar. The, yeah, the annoying thing about it, I can't remember, like because the, there was a few players. So there was someone who was like trying to close the, the cross down, didn't get there. Then it went through... Sanchez's legs I think yeah. and because it was coming across Jan kind of looked at him and thought if I get a foot on that that's, that's going to be an oggy yeah. mm. so he left it and then it came to Rose and he thought right I'll dummy that step over it and go oh for fuck's sake mm, yeah. and it weren't even that the ball rolled across and someone slammed it into the net he like shinned it into the ground <laughs> and it looped over yeah. Lloris it was just such a fucking shit could you imagine dog. what was going through Rose's head when he turned around realised that he dummied and there was a player there it was kind of feeling of watching your kid kind of balancing at the top of a very steep staircase. Yeah. And you're like, <gasps> and then the kid fucking goes. Yeah, yeah. Bounces off of every step on the way down. Yeah. And then it's not, it's only half a kid at the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I reckon. <laughs> That's what I reckon was going through Danny Rose's head in that split second. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of my favourite things to do on this pod is compare Sunday League football to yeah. elite Premier League and international level. Yeah, football. what was the one it's you good. did? You said the lorry, the, <laughs> the, the trophy should have passed wide of the goal. Yeah, so yeah. passed at the goal. So that if the keeper fucks it up, which happens a lot on a yeah. Sunday League game, it doesn't go in the back of the net. Now I've got another gem for you. Mm. If you're the last man, so if you're left or right back, and the ball's coming in the box. You can't see who's behind you if you're if the ball's coming across the goal. Yeah. So you're just told just to like deal with it. Don't let it go. Don't let it put, get past your body. Just get rid of it. And he's like, granted, he's facing the goal and it's on his right foot, but he's not a Sunday League dog shit defender. He should be able to swivel and smash that away with his right foot. But yeah. I, mean, it, it, I don't know what he's doing. No way, shape, or form would you ever let that run across your body. That is mental from him. Like crazy, yeah, yeah. It's it is. Hard it to is. Bend. It's it just is, a brain there, fart. There, there is. There is no other word yeah. or no no way to kind of describe it or sugarcoat it. And like whether he knew someone was there or not, like that is. <laughs> we have we have this thing where we uh, where we continue to play it uh, out from the back, and, and even though it goes to Lloris and then someone comes back even further. And sometimes I think just just smash it, just hoof it. Yeah. But more often than not, that we do play it out and it's good. And then there'll be mm. one in ten where it's like it gets a bit like Loris will boot it out and it will go for a throw in, and I'm a bit annoyed. But in in those circumstances, right, just get rid, yeah. mm. just get rid, man. We have seen in games where we bypass midfield by playing it long, specifically against Arsenal, and our best players don't get into the game. Mm. So I can understand why we do play out from the back. But I kind of agree with you as well. All right, let's change our entire system. Let's sell Ericsson, yeah. Son. Actually, keep Son because he can run in behind. Yeah. But just get a couple of proper cloggers. Get Allardyce in. Yeah. He wouldn't play out from the back. No. He said on BN Sports, he goes, football become a bit boring. Because all, all anyone wants to do is keep possession. So get Allardyce in. Get yeah. Pudge out. Yeah. And then... Uh, then, then you know, watch our entire lives crumble. Yeah, sign Papa Booba Diop. Why not? And Ivan Campo. Nice. Yeah, just do it. Absolutely. Uh, Deli Ali returned, though. Very good in the first half. And that, that's the thing about this result. Is we could have been three or four clear by mm. them. Yeah. The, by half time. The, f- the first half, there was there was a couple of chances. There, there was one where I think uh, Ali just uh, he helped the ball on with a header and the ball bounced and, and Kane snatched it a bit and it wasn't like a clear-cut chance. But I'd expected him to, to hit the target. There's another one where the ball bounced up at Kane and it kind of rolled off his shoulder and again he snatched at it. Ericsson and uh, Delhi had like long range efforts where they had space. Uh, I think the, the like the keeper just palmed it away or something like mm. that. And there was a couple of other chances. I think Kane had like a one on one, and the keeper saved it with his feet. He rolled out to to Delhi and he put it wide. And the, there are, there are other chances and we were all over them. We, we Ericsson hit the bar mm. uh, with a free kick. Um, and I can't remember who crossed it in, but um, one of our players crossed it in, and one of their players it deflected off him and, and hit the foot of the post. So it was like this huge siege against their goal, and it was just kind of like, after we scored, it was kind of like, yeah, obviously knew that was coming, yeah. but just waiting for, for the next like two and three, yeah. um, and waiting and waiting, and then it came into the second half, and I don't know what happened. I literally don't know what happened. They, they kind of... Um, they got the bit between their teeth, and it was it, it. In a way, it was like that old Tottenham where it put them up them a bit, and they started to shit themselves mm. um, and making silly mistakes and just. I, I like I, I can't explain it. Really. But just going back to the first half, and I've said it many times on a pod, and it's a massive cliche, but the game is about inches, and 
on another game, we would have been 3-0 three, three up, 4-0 up, and we'd been having a completely different discussion. And ultimately, the result is the only thing that matters. But sometimes, the, you're not, the luck isn't there. Yeah. And like I, I think out of, out of all the chances in the game, Spurs were, were good for it. It's just that they, I, I guess there's a perception about what you are and what the opponent is. And you, we're thinking Southampton, we should be able to roll these over. Mm. And you don't expect them to come into the game like they did in the second half. But I still think we deserve to win it. And sometimes you don't get what you deserve. Mm. That said, the reaction on Twitter specifically would suggest that that wasn't the case. Or actually the result is the only thing that matters and perhaps that is right. Uh, Gareth J. Watkins won. He says, when do we start writing? When when do we start writing? Um... After like when we play our next game, oh next one, yeah yeah yeah. Well, regardless of the result, just just before the game, just go. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine we get three points from Anfield, Arsenal lose at home. But yeah, no no no, we've had this penciled in. Yeah. we can't go back. Yeah, we're writing. Start smashing yeah. everything up now. <laughs> we're doing it. Make it happen. Um, serving his one game ban. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, I think it, it. I don't think so. I think it's just one of those things that it, it looks a bit. Uh, it looks a bit bad because the second half to me seemed very much like the players, and, and I don't use this word very often with us, like were complacent. Mm. I think that they thought because of the first half was so, yep. so good that they just thought, well, we'll just carry on doing that in the second half. Southampton are, are beaten. And, you know, obviously the managers got in their ear in, in the kind of changing room and they've come out and they wanted it. And it seemed like it did shock us a little bit. And I think the players were a little bit kind of shitting themselves that, that Southampton were all kind of all over us. And um, it's, it's difficult, like psychologically, when you've kind of like gone into a lull to get yourself back up for it. Mm. And I think the Southampton players were just just on it. And yeah, like we mentioned before, you know, the goal um, that kind of you know changed things was such a sloppy goal, such a bad mistake from us. And, and we've seen, especially like recently, just mistakes. Like mistakes are costing us. We're not getting done by people. We're not getting outplayed. We're just sort of masters of our own downfall a little bit. So frustrating. <clears throat> Got a good question on Facebook from. Uh... Go on, you have a go. Uh, Kittel Philstad. Like, That's pretty good, actually. That, yeah. that ain't bad. Do you like in, I would imagine, that's like Swedish or some, some sort of Nordic country? Yep. Yeah. They look at our, our, um, our names and go, you boring bastards. Chuck a couple more consonants in there. Yeah. Um, anyway, he says, Twitter is never as pa- passionate as after a bad result. Are we, as Spurs fans, secretly loving misery because it's failure? Are we the er- erotic asphyxiation of football <laughs> like oh, Michael yeah, Hutchins yeah. would love us wouldn't yeah, he yeah. He'd bash him one out every weekend orange in his mouth <laughs> yeah. let's, t- let's, put turn, uh, let's put spurs on I fucking need a stonk on yeah. um, I, I can't imagine anyone's loving it I don't imagine the people that go mental on Twitter are, are enjoying this in any way shape or form it's been 8 years since you joined Twitter isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it I was yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you said it was, I joined I got you to join because we needed to promote the pilot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, no, that's right. Uh, do you know what? Like, um, there there is a lot of uh, horror that you that you read on. I mean, even when your team's playing good, you're scrolling <laughs> down your time and you're like, people are still bleating on about whatever. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I, I guess that uh, some of my opinions uh, annoy people or whatever. But have you ever, the, ever, ever, ever had someone really go for you? Not. Massively, yeah. I don't think I, you know. I've had a few. Not like Windy. No, bless him. <laughs> he gets I've, it. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. How, yeah, it's his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I mean, we 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 talked about it. You know, with uh, with um, <laughs> moving on <laughs> with uh, Twitter, there are 
you you'll be scrolling down your timeline, you're seeing people's opinions, and then you you'll see a tweet that's banged. And you're like, why has it got so many? You look at it, and it's the simplest thing, but it will just make you laugh. It make your day, mm. and that's that. You know, I'm that childish that I, yeah, I find it enjoyable, and um, I do use social media a lot. But um, Twitter is my, my go-to. Yeah, I yeah, like, no. love, love hanging out there, <laughs> seeing, seeing what, what's about. What do you mean? Though? Yeah, mate. I, I mean, Twitter for me is one of those things. Is you, you kind of get out of it what you want to get out of it. In the same way as like you choose who you want to follow, so you can choose who you know you're you're reading their content essentially and what their views and thoughts are, and we all do it. Like, and I, I've gone through a stage of like having a purge of people that I just don't enjoy looking at, and I had yeah. them there for years, mm. reading their bio on their shit like that. So actually, I don't have. I think I said to you before, Flav, like, I don't have that much of a negative um, experience when I'm on Twitter because I just like unfollow people that when it gets to a point where I'm just like this is so negative. I don't unfollow or block because I'm not that brave. But I do mute a lot of people, and I've, uh, I've created a beautiful echo chamber for myself. Yeah, that's the dream. Where I, I don't absorb any of the neg- negativity. Yeah. And if anyone has a go at um, Spurs, just mute them, yeah. and then they're gone. Yeah. And if I see an Arsenal fan on there, even if he's not talking about Spurs, he gets muted just in yeah. case if one day he pipes up. Uh, so uh, while I'm probably not getting the most out of Twitter, because I get maybe four tweets a day from my 300-odd followers, yeah. uh, people I follow... Because I muted the rest. Um, I'm happy. I'm yeah, happy, yeah. 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 Um, Alvaro and Norio arrested. The, uh, there was some criticism, obviously, because we've got such a long break. I thought you said arrested. No. I was like... Yeah, what, arrested what, after what, the what, yeah. yeah. What are them two doing? Um, they, they were implicated in leaving Neverland, I think. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, he was... Uh, as far as paedophiles go, he was top-notch, wasn't he? One of the greats <laughs> in two genres, uh, <laughs> music and um, nonsery. We're going to be talking that about uh, about leaving Neverland on the uh, No Holds Barred yeah. Patreon podcast. Right. Um, have you got any concerns about finishing in the top four now? Uh, yeah, I do. I, 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 I just want to go back to uh, okay. what, what the, the, sorry the, the the previous question about the the resting. Of, mm. of oh yeah, we didn't and, talk about and, that at all, did we? But, but, uh, <laughs> I, like when I saw the team news uh, read out, I was like, I'm always happy when um, when like a youth player comes in, um, and I, I'm I'm happy when when we when we do make uh, like a few changes. But I, I also think that when you make wholesale changes, I think there was f- like f- like there was four four different players coming in, returning from injury and stuff like that. I always think you know if you are returning from injury, you're going to be rusty. You're not going to be as sharp and stuff like that. Um, and like youth players coming in, they're going to be a bit nervous mm. and, and and stuff like that. So I was a bit apprehensive at first because I thought that's that's quite a few changes. And, and then we but then flying. but then the first half, mm. absolutely flying. So yeah. that you know, shut my mouth. What do you think of his performance? Oh, Wolf of Peters. Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, um, so he was uh, he gave away the free kick, didn't he? The mm. uh, that well. That the free kick that was moved, God knows how many yards, and I think everyone was kind of. How much pressure do you think Windy feels when he's watching the game, <laughs> knowing, like it's not his fault. Yeah. Like he has no bearing on how well Cole Capitas plays. But how, how much pressure do you feel and hope that he doesn't make a mistake? I I uh, when I was younger and uh, and I had free time when I used to play Championship Manager. Yeah. Um, and I was uh, I, I'd either I, I remember I had a great season with uh, with Watford of all of all players and I had Knutie out front smashing it. And every time every time he I'd be playing I'd be going 
Canute, Canute, just from school. I don't know why I did yeah. that. And I just think that Windy is watching his streams. Kyle, Kyle, no, what, don't yeah. oh, Kyle, oh, Kyle, 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 Just put the whole of Twitter on mute. Yeah, I'm going to delete it, I'm going to delete it. Um, yeah, where Yeah, I think, I think the problem that we've got at the minute is that where we've had this, this kind of almost like continual uh, stream of injuries throughout the season, it has been so difficult for us to get consistency. And in like a perverse way, like now we're getting players back it's sort of having the same effect where you're like trying to put them back into the team and therefore having to like essentially take people out that have been playing regularly whether they've been playing well or not. Mm. And I think that's kind of causing us a bit of issue now. It's in exactly the same way as like Kane's come in and, and played well but it means that we've had to slightly change the way that we're playing. Delhi comes in and was playing well mm. and we haven't got the result and we've started, you know, second half was, was fairly poor. And I think it, it might just take a little bit of time to re-gel once everyone's back and fit to get them firing and playing the same way. so <clears throat> I don't think that this, is, this isn't this is how our season plays out. No. What's happening now and the feelings we've fit, that have been forced into our brain, you know, yeah. I don't think it plays out this way. I think you look at our fixtures and everyone's focused on the horrendous two away games, probably yeah. the two hardest fixtures in, away in the league, um, Liverpool and City. I think we don't get beat in both of those. Mm. And if we win all our home games, which looking at them you'd expect us to that we will be in a good position come the end of the season and I know that this period where we're we're away at Liverpool next in two or three weeks time Arsenal got Newcastle at home mm-hmm. so they, they could be above us but that won't be how the season plays out and I do think that we will still finish top four I don't think I mean it's, it's a shame that we're having to ask that question mm-hmm. given the fact that where we're from and I understand why that's frustrating but yeah I can't see us not finishing in the top four. No, I think I think I think we'll do it, but um, I think for the next game we are going to have to get in the trenches, fix bayonets, yeah. hold the line, uh, like, like like in Bastogne, mm. hold the line, and, um, and find we're, out we're, we're, find we're, the dead after. I, I don't think we're going to we're going to come away from Anfield with three points. I think Arsenal will take three points and they'll go above us and it will be it's going to be horrible mm. it's going to be rough but hang on in there write it be- out because yeah mm. but because then they'll be on top and the pressure will be on them and then th- th- they'll crumble they'll start getting draws where they're not where they thought they'd get the wins they'll get a bit arrogant and we'll quietly go about our business we'll get into the new stadium that uh, momentum will pick up again Delhi uh, will be back and yeah. we're you know from I- Sunshine Break and Barca will be good, man, but it gets worse before it gets better, but hang in there. I often yeah. think a lot of this is about motivation and, and how well the players can motivate themselves for games that they expect to win. And I think the new stadium, when we move in there, um, will give us that mo- momentum and will yeah. give us the motivation that those players need. Because it's all well and good, Poch, giving motivational speech, but you can't... It's, it's got to be from the players as well. They've got to be able to kind of fucking boost themselves up for games and I think going into that new stadium it's actually going to be a massive positive for us yeah yeah, definitely I think that's really um, spot on in terms of like motivation because if you look at our like Champions League performances like uh, you know when, when basically we had what, one point after however many games and we yeah. had to basically get these mental results everyone wrote us off since that point our performances in the Champions League have been like fantastic, yeah. and we've been performing really well. And then the weekend before or after, we suddenly just look like a different team. And I do think a lot of that is coming down to motivation. Yeah. And I think that's a key thing, which is why, like for me, it's a case of now, like we said, 
it is we are in a battle for it, and I think that in a kind of weird way might help us get there. Uh, Pochettino came out with an interesting quote, and he, I mean, that seems to do every every week. I mean, it's hard to know what he's thinking, but I think this kind of sums up where we are. He says, maybe this is our limit. It's a little bit sad, but maybe we have to operate in a different way from the start of next season. I think we need more, and we are not there. After five years of work, uh, five years work, we need to find a way to make the club better. What do you take from that? He's talking about players, isn't he? Yeah. He's talking about recruitment, and and you can't blame him. Like he has, he's genuinely worked like miracles with what he's been given in terms of we've gone through two transfer windows no players in and even the transfer windows previous to that it's not like we've gone and signed like serial players after players of, of top level no. we might sign one like a Sanchez but oh, that's yeah, more of an investment Sanchez, for the future you know? Lucas Moura yeah, so. I mean like during the summer we didn't sign anyone it was, it was a massive like oh, oh my god we've not, not signed anyone um, and even for us fans as well it was a bit, mm. a bit of a shock and then when it came to the January transfer window I was adamant that, like, sure, we'd sign someone, even if it was just a token sign, just to quieten people down mm. and stuff like that. And then Dembele is, he was a first-teamer, and he'd been out through, you know, injury, uh, air quotes and stuff like that, and and then went to no, China. He, he was actually injured. I don't think he was. Well, no? No, 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 no? To keep him keep him fit? Keep him fit, keep well, him safe. Bad, yeah, yeah. And then he's gone to China, we've got that money, Um didn't replace him. Yeah. I don't know. We can't replace a first team, but someone as uh, pivotal playing that role of bringing the ball out so strong, and mm. and yet we have we, we've got like Ranyama, uh, we've got Sissoko, we've got Dyer, and they're just not as elegant as bringing the ball out and, and operating it as as he does. Mm. When you do that, what the fuck do you expect to happen? <laughs> like, so, honestly, did you hear what uh, Dembele's manager in China said about him the other day? No, don't rate him. Not good enough. <laughs> Can't cut it in the China League. <laughs> really? Yeah. So he's fancy Dan. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't. I haven't heard anything. I'm, I think he's probably killed about four Chinese people. Yeah, <laughs> just a, just a shoulder barge will have done it. Yeah. <laughs> Stop shoulder barging people. <laughs> We've got three dead here. <laughs> <laughs> in training. <laughs> uh, one, one part of his quote that I found interesting was it's a little bit sad which suggests that this is his philosophy that he wants to work that he's now realising isn't. Yeah. So I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's his job to manage us and to take us on to the next um, level and for him to realise that perhaps his system and the way he wants to do things, and I'm becoming more and more convinced that it was his doing that we didn't go for anybody. Yeah. That, that the realisation is that, yeah, we, we do have to do things differently. Yeah. And let's see. If yeah. we go through the summer without signing anyone, I literally don't know. Don't know what to um, do. What would you? What would you do? Like what? That wouldn't make Just some... Kickstarter, like GoFundMe for a new player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, Try that, can we? Yeah. Little sure. bucket going around at the socials. Fifty p's out there. Imagine if like we managed to raise like thirty million pounds on a Kickstarter, <laughs> and there's fucking bastards dying around the world because they can't eat. Yeah. And yeah. we've raised thirty million pounds to sign David Brooks from Bournemouth. That's a good shout out. So yeah, you he's think good. we should do he's this. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Probably won't cost £30. No. <laughs> Come on, boys, we can do this. Well, for cash as well, like, you know, upfront cash, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Spurs are uh, <clears throat> they're in Barcelona for warm weather training. I don't like this. Why? Let, me, your tell, beef, let yeah. me tell you why. Because of the result against Southampton, they should be training in Putney, not Barcelona. So they, they could have had this. They, there's a carrot. Now you've got to go to Putney. Yeah. And like Lucas Moore's like, well, what's Putney? <laughs> and it's like, just fucking shut your mouth and go and run, run in the bogs. Yeah. Um, it just feels like a reward for 
So you, so, so, so like Council Barcelona, mm. uh, send them out to Russia or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah Shakhtar, like, the next yeah, training yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, mm. go, go, go somewhere where it's like yeah. brutal. Yeah, and like, or, or actually and, take football out of it. Yeah, like make them do the tough mudder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be quite good actually. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. See what Wendy thinks. Yeah, Wendy, back to draw the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you. I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update. Looking at our young players and players out on loan, and I'm going to speak a bit about our under-23s 2-1 win against Leicester from Friday night. It was a very enjoyable uh, second-half performance from Spurs. Not so much in the first half, we really struggled. Um, so, so the most important thing to note about the game is that Jack Rolls, who's been in fantastic form this season... Um, eight goals and six assists I believe leading going into this game he started on the bench he's been struggling with injury but um, I believe he was fit for this one and started on the bench and after 33 minutes of basically Leicester pressuring us and creating chances Rolls was brought on for Tasha Oakley Booth who was struggling a bit on the right hand side uh, Rolls basically instantly got on the ball and started making things happening and he essentially transformed the game in our favour uh, he ended up scoring two goals to take us from 1-0 down to 2-1 up his second was a wonderful kind of back finish um, you can find a video of the, of the goal either on my Twitter feed or on the Fighting Cock forum in the youth thread um, it really was a cracking finish from Rolls and a great all-round performance from him. There were some other good performers, though, on the night. Janil Bennett uh, played on the left-hand side and put in a great display, very tenacious, constantly trying to make things happen and trying things. And he'd have learned a lot from that game. I was very impressed by him. Also, I thought Dennis Serkin at left-back did a great job. You know, He's only 16, but he's playing under-23 football. Leicester had a few older players... Um, and he was really, really good, really progressive, and uh, he was actually heavily involved in um, one of Rolls' goals as well. So, really good show from Sirkin. Also, Harvey White at the base of the midfield did a good job. His passing was at times a bit erratic, uh, but it, he essentially held our midfield together by himself at times, and I was impressed with his showing. I thought Tariq Hines on the right, um, in right back, also looked pretty good pretty solid he didn't offer as much as usual going forward um but defensively he was pretty sound and he could be pleased with his performance as well so lots of those were the younger players in the team which is pleasing i'm still not at all convinced by the under 23 setup at spurs or in fact the pl2 in general i think there needs to be some changes and i'll start by changing it to an under 19 or under 20 league um and and essentially using the older players as either first-team squad fodder or sending them out on loan to get real experience because what we're doing at the moment is essentially not working. Um, but I'll talk more about that in the future, I'm sure. I've actually written an article on, on my site, windycoys.com, about Jack Rolls. It's called Sign Him Up. I would urge anyone who's interested in more of this to have a read um, because I sort of outlined the current situation with him. He's out of contract in the summer. And I'll go into a bit of detail there if you're interested. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at WindyCoys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. Second half of the Fighting Club podcast. Thank you very much for that, Windy. Cheers, Windy. Cheers, Windy.
Uh, Fighting Cock's backed by Fansbet, obviously Cheltenham this week, so loads of offers and um, information. What I love is there's everybody has like a tip at Cheltenham. Yeah. Like this this one this is the one I've I've bet on horse racing maybe three times in my life. I've won once. That was during Cheltenham because it was a big thing at Bull Street where I used to work. And the one I won on wasn't at Cheltenham. It was Dunstable. <laughs> Strong. And I didn't know that horses that there were it was a, a completely different fucking track meet or ra- yeah, race yeah. or whatever it is. At Dunstable, which is obviously nowhere near Cheltenham. Yeah. They um, race people in Dunstable, though. Yeah, have you ever been to Dunstable? Yeah, I was, I was born in the L&D, which is Luton and Dunstable Hospital. So Dunstable, Yeah, real real shit, mate. One, yeah, of, the, one of the worst ends. places I've ever been to in my oh, life. Oh, no doubt, mate. Yeah. yeah. Do you know um, Henry VIII, one of his marriages was in Dunstable, though. Was so, it? Peaks and troughs, isn't it? <laughs> did, did his wife die? That one? I can't remember. One of them, Probably. Probably. Uh, news and articles. Tottenham, uh, Tottenham player Tottenham Hotspur players are confident Pochettino will still be in charge next season with Zidane going to Real Madrid which is a fucking golden yeah. thing. I love that. Yeah. And Solskjaer obviously going to get the job at Manchester United. I don't... I mean, there's... I think there, are, there may be sceptics around Pochettino that, that perhaps wasn't you know, a month ago. Yeah. Um, Man United have got their man. Real Madrid have got theirs. The only kind of cloud hanging over is Tuchel at PSG and whether or not he'll keep his job I doubt he will because they're expected to win the league and the cups it was to, yeah. to lose yeah. that way against United yeah. in the Champions League would mean that that was open to him but again I don't think it's the time of Pochettino leads I think uh, for, for me uh, even if uh, Zidane wasn't at Madrid and Schalke didn't get a job I still believe that uh, Poch would have stayed at Tottenham yeah so I mean, it, it, it helps the fact that, that they'll both be there, and uh, there aren't any uh, you know rumours g- going around the, and the media pushing that agenda. Mm. But fuck, I don't care. Yeah, I, I kind of just think there's like a kind of generation of managers who were in the kind of upper echelons of all those jobs, like the Ancelotti's and Mourinho's, who are, uh, their star has now sort of fallen a little bit. And so Poch, Poch will have these opportunities down the line if he wants to take him. And I just don't think at the minute he's in, he's in a kind of mind state that he wants to do it. He wants to try and do it with us. I think what most people were going to kind of looking at, look at it and thinking, fuck, I can't be asked to go through all the kind of media furore about him going to United or, or, or Real Madrid. And what those the fact that those two jobs don't seem to be available now mm. is that we won't have to go through that. It'll only be PSG. And I don't think our press are interested in PSG nah. in the same way that they would be around Madrid or, or Man United. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about now. Do you reckon there's some Spurs fans that are more convinced than ever that Pochettino perhaps isn't the, the, the man to take us forward? Or are we just now waiting for what he could do in the transfer market and how that might work out? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, a lot of uh, the blame is still... Leveled at Levy for not not spending, um, but and personally, I, I I think like I, I think it's it's it has been quite a bit of pot really saying that either they're not right or these are the players we've got available and he's like well if they're not gonna be um, kind of better than what we have then I, then I'm not buying them just because people are forcing me to so do it. so what, I think so what does that mean though is it means that we're gonna have to spend heavily to convince Poch to get a player in, do you think, John? I don't know if it's necessarily... How do you improve that? I mean, yeah. in midfield you can improve. Yeah, sure. it depends, doesn't it? Because it depends what, what he is now referring to in terms of where we need to make the club better. Like, maybe he has started to see, and maybe it was his, his kind of blindness towards certain players, mm. and maybe now he's had a kind of area of realisation to think, actually, do you know what? 
yeah, if I've got money to spend, I could could improve this squad. And that's the one thing that, I, for me, I, I kind of like about Poch is that for all of his faults, when he does make mistakes, and he, he does make mistakes, whether it be like tactically or with personnel, whatever it might be, he does seem to learn from them. And mm. I appreciate that people are like, oh, well, you know, we, we're kind of trying to push for titles and we're trying to push for trophies. He can't afford to be making them. But let's kind of take, again, a little bit of perspective of where he's taken us from to where we are now. Like, we're getting closer every season under him. Mm. And I feel like if he can just get this last little steps right in terms of the right personnel in the next couple of transfer windows, like, we, we could be so close to doing it. There's yeah. a cliche in business uh, that goes, uh, what got you there, what got you here won't get you there. And I think that statement mm. by Pochettino is a realisation that, all right, we've come as far as we have yeah. five years. It's sad, but perhaps we need to change our strategy. And uh, as you say, Poch has learned, And it's about whether or not we can change his philosophy now to fit what we, ne- what, what, what we need to do next. I think as well, this summer is going to be telling because I, I think the fact that um, for, for Poch to be like, uh, for, for us to, to win the league or, or, or to get close and, and compete better, that... Um, the players that he identifies that are going to take us to the next level, whether it's um, an up-and-coming youngster or whether it's an established player that we're going to have to pay over the odds and how much are you willing to, to do that for mm. him? How much trust and belief do you have in who he wants? It's not going to be a case of, right, we've got eight players and there's similar attributes. He, I think he will be like, we need to get this person End of. I, I I don't think there'll be a massive change from the way we've done business before in the last sort of two or three years before we didn't we stopped buying people. I still think it will be about young players that are hungry yeah. that can come in and fit into his philosophy of the way the way he wants the players to contribute to the wider tactic or the wider mm-hmm. squad. So I don't think that we'll be going out and buying Iguain on loan. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen. I do think we'll be kind of going back in for Grealish, who we're going to talk about in a second, yeah. or uh, David Brooks, for example. Yeah. And that's fine. That's yeah. fine, because as long as you're bringing personnel in, that, that there's a new energy coming into the side, that we haven't got the same squad that is hearing the same messages all, all the time. And they are human beings. They're no doubt hearing the same stuff all the time. And um, perhaps it doesn't have the effect that it once did. Or maybe it does. Like Again, like the first 30, 30 minutes... 35 minutes against Southampton, it was suggested they completely buy into what Pochettino is about. So, yeah, like I say, I, I, I think it'd be very similar to what we've done before and, and that'd be fine as long as we start seeing players come in. Although uh, Levy hasn't delivered any players, it seems finally that he has delivered a stadium, yeah. which is exciting. Um, it seems it's either going to be Palace if, or Brighton if they... Uh, if Brighton lose to Millwall, it'll be them. If they yeah. don't, then it'll be Palace. And I, thought I might be right in thinking that it's a midweek game. Not sure, but it'd be great if we do it uh, during the night and uh, uh, under the lights, white out lane. This is the first time, like when the announcement came out, was it last week? It was the first time I've allowed myself a little glimmer of like thinking about it. Like yeah. I've really, when when the whole kind of thing was delayed, in my mind I was just like, right, that's it. I'm not I'm not allowing myself to kind of fall for the trap again and get emotionally swept up with it all so I just kind of in my mind just shut the whole thing down I was like until the day I'm, I'm literally walking into that stadium I'm not thinking about it yeah. but now it's like out of nowhere it was like oh actually we've got these test events and we're the safety certificate and they're playing the Champions League music mm. and that clip that was doing the rounds of like the Champions League music just echoing around the stadium yeah. genuinely yeah. had like me tingling and I was like I've got a semi here this could go all the way it's so, a massive massive yeah. thing uh, we've got two test events 
Uh, one of them is going to be a Legends match, apparently, which is yeah. quite exciting because if you think back to the Ledley King testimonial, that was a, a complete celebration of, of Tottenham and, and what, why, uh, you know, why we love the club that we we do. But also, people talked about them falling back in love with the club during that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, the club invited Darren Anderton, Howes, Klingsman, Sheringham, Chris Waddles to play in this Legends match against it Milan. Great. Um, what, what, would, what would your ideal starting eleven be for the Spurs Legends? I'd like, I'd like wow. a couple of sidewinders, like Benchevchevich. I'd like Timothy Atuba to start. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Just running things. Um, Stefan Dalmat. Oh, <laughs> Stefan Dalmat. Yeah. Yes. Andy's little brother. <laughs> he never played for us. Ricardo Rocker, Ricky Rocker, right yeah. there. So, like, forget all the actual legends. Let's bring yeah. back the ones yeah. that, that should never have been in our shirt. Yeah. Gary Docky. Yeah. Radic. Radic. Up front or at centre half? Cherney. Yeah, Reddit Cherney. Cherney, yeah. yes. Getting in. Uh, Raziak, obviously, oversharing him all day up front. <laughs> yeah, Raziak. Just, just bossing it. Yeah. Andy Boo. Yeah, get yeah, him in. Bring him back. Oh, God, can you imagine? You turn up for the Legends match and they were rolled out. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Edmund, just like <laughs> yeah. smashing worldies in. Don't worry about it. Gilberto, just play, just play, <laughs> just play four left backs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just a back four of all left backs would be perfect. Is there any players that you had in the past who you thought, I fucking love him, even though he ain't that good? Like, I remember Andy Turner back in the day. I don't know if you you'd remember no, him. No. Andy Turner, he was like a left winger. And he scored two goals against Everton. It must have been 91, 92. No, I don't, I, no, I don't remember <laughs> Turner. Old school. Andy Turner. Scott Sinton? And, well, <laughs> no, he can't. Uh, yeah, he can't. He can't come. Uh, he can't. It's like, <laughs> you can, know I, can I come? And he's like, nah. No, no, one Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I always really liked Pavlichenko. I thought he's got like such a hard time. Like I know he was like great if he was. Oh mate, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And there was a whole like that whole time. I think he scored four against someone in Europe, and then there was all the Pavlichenko songs going around. Yeah, uh, which is great. Uh, he scored some important goals. Yeah, he and did, some yeah, worldies yeah. as well. Do you remember the free kick he scored against uh, the Smasher? I want, yeah, I want yeah, to say, was, yeah. Uh, some fucking Ukrainian club. Yeah, it's a Europa League game. Isn't it? it was a mental free kick. Yeah. It, there was. That I've never seen one like it. He just literally put his head down and smashed it as hard as he yeah. could, and it went in the most uppermost top corner. It was fucking beautiful. He also scored some. Um, he scored an important goal against uh, fuck who? Um, I think Champions League goal. Yeah. Uh, he scored against Inter. Yeah, he scored against. That's Inter. the one yeah, I was thinking yeah. about. And uh, oh, that was a three 0 one, wasn't it? When we yeah. beat him. In. Um, Liverpool in the League Cup. He scored a couple. Yeah, he fucking did. Burnley away. Bang one against Chelsea as well. Yeah. Yeah, last game of the season against Birmingham to relegate them. What was a weird one because I can't even remember him leaving. Like, like, yeah. like, when did he go? And for what? I don't know. Did he go back to Russia? I don't know. Oh, it's mental hair as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just like completely ungelled at all times. <laughs> did you see uh, <laughs> just Grealish getting a clump in the uh, Birmingham derby? Yeah, it's naughty that was. It was like, what? How fucking like he's running up. Grealish has got his back to him. Yeah. All he needs to do is connect with his head and he managed to punch him in the side of the neck. Yeah, yeah. And he got 14 weeks in, inside. Well, I mean, like... I think he's had more than that. The, 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 yeah. There are times where uh, you'd like to... You, you, you kind of... Uh, well, I, 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 I wouldn't actually envisage myself running onto the pitch and hitting uh, another what, you player. Ha- you haven't imagined doing that? No, no, I have loads. No, no, no it's just, it's just <laughs> loads. Mad. Of it. I would that's never a, do it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, but no, not like. But not fantasise about no, fucking no. stamping on Fabregas's face. No, 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 <laughs> no. I, I, I like. I, I hate. Uh, I hate the the players of Pires. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henri. Uh, 
Um, but you never want to punch them. But uh, yeah, I mean, but not not for me to run on the pitch and no. actually bang them. Um, it, it's it's mad, and the amount of times like you get like I, I get fans against other fans, um, and and I get kind of it gets feisty in the stadium, and when people walk down from Seven Sisters and and shit like that, it's you know part and parcel of derby games and and fans, and also players being shouted at, abuse, put off their game and stuff like that, but. That was uh, that's for me. That was a step too far. Running onto the pitch and hitting a player. I've seen play, you know people, fans run on the pitch, being a nuisance, going up to the corner flag or doing a clinsman, do, mm. doing whatever. Okay, it's a bit annoying. Whatever. Well, actually, I can't. I'd be funny. It'd be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but hitting a player. Yeah, is, that's fucking madness. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, no. I don't well, think I've ever seen was, it. Our, 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 one of the geezer at Spurs tried to hit Lampard, but missed him by yeah, yeah. miles. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I liked about Grealish, though, and why we should sign him immediately, was his reaction. Yeah. So he, he hit the floor and he realised, like, as soon as he realised what had happened and everyone was going around, he was just sitting on the floor smiling. Yeah. I fucking loved that. Yeah. And then to score the goal, oh. to show the minerals and score the goal like he did, I just thought, fuck me, get this guy into in our club. Yeah. yeah. I really like I really like him as a like as a player and I always thought his character, and it, it's, it's the press, isn't it? Like, they, they give you this impression of people. Well, they publish did, negative stories. Wrong. Yeah, he did, but... But like again, we, we all we all kind of like um, hold these footballers up to like this this miracle standard of like they never make mistakes. Like he was like an eighteen year old lad on a last holiday, drunk in the street. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone we know has done that. Mm. But because he's a footballer, we suddenly hold him to this high standard of well, you're a role model. He didn't choose to be a role model. Like he is just what he is. So that being aside, like seeing the way he was after and his reaction to it, and even after the game. Like he was just really calm about the whole thing and didn't like inflame it, didn't make it worse than it needed to be. Yeah, yeah just character. And um, also, he's a baller. Yeah, he's a good he player. Play yeah. That guy. yeah, and you think like, you know, the racist gangbang, the Leicester one. Like, people have done like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, not the end of the world, is it? So, so what was he, it? He's he supposed people, to so like he, he got pissed off and was photographed on the street, like passed out in Magaluf or like, wherever. Fell off a, a quad bike or something, and they were like, "Oh, he could have ended his career, didn't they?" Did he? And it's his career. Like, why are you worried about yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And now what? Yeah, shut your mouth. Yeah, shut yeah. your damn mouth. Um, <laughs> we've got some questions from one from Eamon Dempsey Five. He says, "Why is why is where Willich finish important?" Why would Europe, Europe, Europe League? Why would Europa League be better than Champions League? Why would it be better to be in a lower league position and out of the Champions League purely to finish above another club? Uh, is the question? What, what is the question? What, uh, I think it is um, questioning what, why it's so important to finish above Arsenal. Okay, I, well, let's yeah, let's go with that. That's confusing, isn't it? Um, yeah. But but even the, this this the the question is confusing. Yeah, it is. Um, is it is it why people are obsessed with with Arsenal and why finishing above them is important? I I I I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> My favourite bit is why would Europa League be better than Champions League? Because the Champions League's loads better than Europa League. That's that one done. <laughs> yeah. Why is where will it finish important? Because we always want to finish above them. Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah, yeah. so that's that bit done. And it's part of our identity. Why would it be better to be in a lower league position and out of the Champions League purely to finish above another club? That doesn't make sense. Well, is because he... we could finish above them and in the Champions League positions. Is he, Is it? Maybe he's, he's seen some comments about it, that, that some fans would finish fifth if it meant, if it meant Arsenal finishing sixth. Ah, so maybe yeah. it's that. Maybe it's that, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. 
I, I, my, my answer is I hate Arsenal. I love Arsenal. Yeah, and the part uh, of the reason uh, why... any part of uh, of any of our league positions finish above them. Yeah, absolutely. Get, finish above them. And if uh, you know, part of the reason why Spurs fans are feeling so glum at the moment is because of Arsenal's yes. return to form and how yeah. close they are to us now. So yeah, I, I, I'm presuming we've answered your question there, Amen. Uh, Terry Cooper on Facebook he says, "Should we should we be very unspurs like and part of the bus at Anfield? A point is better than none, or even hope for a counter attack goal. Shit with our form right now, so it's surely not a bad idea. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad way to set up. Mm. Uh, I don't. I think Pochettino believes in his his system. He believes in his players, and it would show a lack of faith in his players to set kind of part the bus." And that has wider implications. I think it's it's an odd one because every time we do go up to Anfield, we kind of uh, play into um, kind of play into their hands a bit. Um, and uh, I think going up there as well, they're, they're so close to winning the league that anyone that goes up at Anfield and plays against them, they're going to throw the kitchen sink at them, yeah. like, no matter what, just outscore them. And I think it would be. Uh, foolish of us to have a game plan of sit back and have 10 men behind the ball and every time we get it lump it up to Kane who isn't going to be able to outrun their players and mm. stuff like that or, or wait for our players to, to kind of um, to move further up the field so I think we, we have to go there with the intent of we're, we're going to have to score and do some damage up there as much as they can inflict upon us uh, and we always go to like Anfield and so what normally happens is that our, our, our game is uh, to press the opposition um, and to win the ball back in high positions uh, and, and go on from there. And we always try that at Anfield and we always get out-pressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things that's, that's, that's going to happen. But it's whether how we try and tackle that part of going up to Anfield and do we... Um, do we just wait and sit and wait and then hit them on the counter? I think that we can't go to Anfield with how good their defence is and sit back because we will get opportunities because they are an attacking side. They're not as good as they were going forward as they were last year, but we have to be in the game. We have to try and take some control out of it. And and if we do, we can we can score. But I feel like if you set up and try and counter that, you have very little opportunity there. See, I, I'm coming at it from a slightly different angle, which is... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was about to go, go on then, John. Let's <laughs> see what you got then, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my thing is this is like you said Rick we, we've gone up there and we've tried to play quote unquote like our game so we've like tried to pass it out from the back like break the press and like get on the ball and it's not worked it hasn't worked at all so like the definition of insanity is like trying the same thing and expecting a different result yeah boy we went away to Dortmund knowing full well they were going to all out attack us and that they're very good on the ball they keep possession they press high we went away there well, what happened John? We won one nil, mate. Came on the counter. We managed the game. Yeah, mate. And I think this is this is the prime example to just say to the players, look, exactly the same game plan as you did for Dortmund is exactly what we're going to utilise here. We're going to like defend for our lives. We're going to sit deep, so don't leave them spacing behind because that's the likes of Mane and Salah. That's where they get in. We're going to so- soak up that pressure, and when we've got the right opportunities, just fucking get Sun moving with the ball and get Kane on the end of chances, and we'll take one. Because yeah. Kane's fucking lethal. One nil, Tottenham. Fuck off, Liverpool. Done. Well, I yes. um, I don't know if there can be a special dispensation because Potts is in the stands to draft 
big John onto the touchline. Mate, get me imagine, down on that. Imagine I'm gesticulating. For, for, one, for one game only, you're yeah. allowed to bring someone in that's not within the club. Like Pona fans. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. John Bass. Yeah, yeah. 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 John Bass is on the line. Do Hang you on, want to answer? Would you wear a track a fanager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fanager for the day. Would you wear a, a suit or a track suit? Track suit all day. Is it? Mate, Nike, isn't it? Sick. Would you, would you uh, be one of those fucking absolutely... Pure nonces and, and wear like football boots. I, I would, and I'll tell you why, Rick. Because I'd be in a fucking warm up, mate, bashing goals in. I always remember like sitting, watching Neil Warnock uh, always wears football boots. I mean, Coyle got shorts and boots on. Like, like mate, you're not going to get on. Like, no matter how things bad get, you ain't getting on. Yeah, he, he, um, he like was desperate to play, wasn't he? Yeah. Always. He didn't he kind of register himself as a player for Probably. Yeah. Was when he was about 100, he still played. He was like, mm. just come on, do a cameo. But yeah, I would be out there with the players warming up and yeah. like just, just pinging a few so that they'd think. Actually, do you know what? He's all right. Like, yeah. he, he could have probably been a player. What, what boots could, could have? Muzio, he'd have Muzo. Nah. He'd have Mu- nah. Monzo. Mazzano. Mazzano. Nah. Copa Mondiales, boss. Is it? Mate, all day. I always remember like when, when uh, Predators first came out. Oh, and you, have, you know the tongue with the, the elastic that oh. come underneath the boot? I used to think, oh, mate. Most overrated boot. Or just... uh, yeah, oh, mate, I'm yeah. not saying they're fucking they great. They look terrible. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit of swaz on that with the uh, yeah. little jutty outfits on the side. The jutty outfits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, you could tell that t- technology was so good that every single predator after that didn't have it. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like <laughs> utter bullshit. Um, I, I always liked Dyer when he used to play in black boots, so yeah. just blacked oh, out. Yeah, yeah. The, was it? Um, he's copping copping Mondale, but those Adidas World Cups as well, yeah. and just black. You yeah. look like a fucking geezer. Mate, that's that. what you want. All yeah. black, everything. Yeah. 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 Um, Faisan. Kimani on Twitter, he says, are Lucas and Lamella good enough for Tottenham? I mean, what's good enough for Tottenham? I think, so for me, um, Lucas and Lamella, they're good, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're good squad players mm. and bringing off the bench, 70 minutes, you need to do, Knight needs to try something different, Lucas comes on, bursts in speed, um, and he does what he does, and the same with Lamella, closing out a game, he's got a bit of spite, but he's also got a bit of creativity, the problem is, and the problem where these uh, questions arise from, is that we've had so many injuries that these players mm. have had to start, and, and they've had to keep going within those games. And for me personally, I don't mean they're ninety-minute players; and they flag quite quickly, uh, and they are they are great for for coming on uh, coming in off the bench. So uh, this is what this is where the questions arise. That I just, I just don't think they are first teamers and not like playing for ninety fair, minutes. Fair enough. But if you take Lucas and Lamella out of that squad, what's left to go in? Mate, absolutely. Well, Every, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Well, squad players. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not no. No. Exactly. Yeah. Mate, totally. Like if you look at every top five, top six club. You take out their starting eleven players and you inject their like the next part of Man City. Yeah, exactly. But they've been financially doped and their squad is ridiculous. But aside from that. Like Liverpool, when like Salah doesn't play or they haven't got Firmino, they've got like Origi. Now they're probably like sitting around going, "Well, Origi's not good enough for Liverpool." Well, yeah, they will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the same, and you could do that with all, all clubs. Have players that they all think, "Well, they're not good enough." But what they mean is they're not good enough to start. Mm. Yeah. And Lucas and Lamella are in that category. Lamella's been great when he's come off the bench, and Lucas has had his moments, but we can't be relying on them basically. All right. Lucas is all right against Southampton in the first half. Yeah, he has his qualities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting about a bit. Um, Creating some chances and he, he did keep running into defenders, but it was kind of like at least he at least he had a bit a bit of something about him and he and he was uh, contributing. Mm. Second half, not so good. Well, none of them were really. not so good. Yeah. All right, that's it for Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We're now going to record 
the No Holds Barred Patreon podcast. If you want to get hold of that, yeah. the only way you can is by going to patreon.com forward slash fighting cock. Yeah. Rain. Let's see how this goes. Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Network.